Mr. Tom Lamarca. Hello. Dude, I have uh, I've been thinking about this day since I launched my show. I'd love to hear that. I've been thinking <laughs> about it since you brought it up to me. It definitely took us a while to make it happen. No, for sure. <laughs> but I'm I'm glad you are here, my friend, because I just uh, I just knew whatever topic you were going to pick, we were going to have a good time. I knew that. I knew Man. that for sure. So uh, tell me about meditation. Why? Uh, what do you love about meditation? Ooh, I love about it. Oh my god, it's just made me a better person. Like. I was always a very uh, loud, outspoken, just kind of like ignorant, arrogant person in high school, very rude to others, just inconsiderate of others. Like my, and just like through meditating, like getting brought into awareness more often of like my behaviors and stuff like that, I feel like it's genuinely made me a decently better human being. Okay. Hell yeah. 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 Meditation is something I wish I did way way more something I've, I've certainly dabbled with but i gotta i'd like to be more consistent about it do you do you find that you, you do it consistently yeah yeah it, see that's it's like working out in that aspect i feel like like when i first started i was doing it maybe once a week with a friend and I had two friends <clears throat> actually and doing it once a week it was still having like a crazy impact and I was always looking forward to that night and it was always like, wow. And it was just, just doing 10 minutes once a week. It was like, it was difficult to get into, but definitely helped start it off. And then from there I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should do five minutes a day. Maybe I should. And now I'm at the point where I'm doing it twice a day, morning, night, just always trying to keep my thoughts in track, set some kind of intention, some kind of goal for myself. And like, even then there's times where um, it's difficult to get into still, but it's like, once you like do it more often, you realize even like, if it's like, you can't shut your head off, like you have a lot going on, you just sit there and you just notice that you just rest in the awareness of that almost. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you meditate? I, I recently found, I wish I could quote it because I, I like the idea of this site but they essentially had taken any religiosity out of meditation and just put it into like very, uh, I don't know what the word is, like very like stripped down terms, I guess. And I was reading like the different types of meditation and I was pleasantly surprised that there were many more than I had previously thought of. I always think of, you know, you sitting uh, crisscross applesauce with the, you know, with your fingers connected and you're trying to clear your mind and, and just think through shit. But I discovered this, this type of meditation that was like, I wish I remembered the name of it, but it made, it was like hyper awareness where you, you consciously think of and mentally note every single action you take with your body. So you can practice it during normal life, but you have, you consciously think like, like I'm gripping my hand, like grip hand or like acquire phone or you, you, and it, interestingly, what I find is that it, it, it slows down your perception of time considerably because you're really everything you're doing, yeah. even the simplest action has like a little bit of weight and you really think about stuff in ways they might not. But the point I'm getting at is like, if, if there are all these different types of meditation, what's your, uh, where have you ventured? As far as, like, that goes, I guess I've done, like, some kind of stuff like that. Nothing, like, I, I don't know, I don't know what the term for it would be either, honestly. Like, yeah, I have no fucking clue, but, um, 
I'll do guided meditations sometimes, like on uh, YouTube, Spotify. Like that's one that really started getting me into it. There's this guy Mark Williams online, mm-hmm. and he has this ten minute sitting meditation on Spotify. And like the first time I did that, I was like, whoa! Like it really, really brought me into it. But um, I try now just to sit in either music or maybe like silence and just count my breaths to start off and then just keep going with it. Like I'll still do the guided meditations, but then there's like a part where I'm like, this is like almost like a crutch. Like it's taken away from what it's supposed to be. Like it's just sure. adding into the uh, thoughts and giving you more to go upon when you're just supposed to sit there and just let them kind of arise. Just maybe even like, um, Something I learned like through it is like that we have like pain bodies inside of us. Okay. So like any like spot that like or like, I mean, like you could like say spot like in your chakras, however you want to look at it, or even like in your mind, whatever it is, science, spirituality, just just believe in something in one of those aspects. But just basically like we have things that we hold on to Mm. that are just like in our own experience, like. Any kind of like pain or suffering or like something like maybe you were a kid, someone smacked you too hard on the hand, something. Now there's always something that like stems from there and you kind of like just release those more. I feel like when you're sitting in the silence, they mm-hmm. kind of arise more, come up more. Sure. And yeah. 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 That, that's always been the interesting thing to me about guided meditations. But I, I can see, I can yeah. see what you're saying about. Not getting, letting those thoughts kind of like fly free and stuff. Because, I mean, some of the people I know that listen to guided meditations are the people I'm like, confront your stuff. Like, I want you to. Like, I, I want you to, to work through what, yeah. what you got to work through. Yeah. See, I've just, I've been in therapy since I was seven years old. So, like, I feel meditating for me is, is a little strange. I like to think in a way I was doing it since I was seven years old through therapy. But, mm-hmm. like, almost with another person helping you get to the bottom of those like those things that you know you're letting fly around in in meditation but i don't know i i feel like a good therapist let me let me rephrase yes that. that's that's fair a that's good fair. therapist might might give that to you yeah i guess also what i'm saying is for me it, it i think because i've been in therapy for so long like i'm not anymore but like just relative to the rest of my life it was it was a good chunk of time i feel like i'm pretty decent with confronting and dealing with stuff like i don't bury stuff I hate burying stuff and you see a lot of people do it. And I feel like the people that put down therapy and meditation are the people that have the most buried shit. A hundred percent, a hundred fucking percent. Cause if I was to assume why you picked this as your guilty pleasure, this would be my, my two presumptions. The first would be that kind of social, uh, version of, of the guilt where it's like, maybe you have a lot of people in the world, talking down about meditation yes yes but then i was also like ah, maybe dom what if dom like meditates for four hours every day and he, it's like <laughs> it's really it's, it's really getting to him like it was like ah, I, 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 I got i gotta do other shit like <laughs> that's two very fair assumptions because the first one like definitely like that is a go from it even like another form of meditation with I have something else to say too, so I don't want to get into this thought too much. But like, 
I'll go like this Reiki healer now, a friend of mine and stuff, and like she does meditations. And one thing they do is past life meditations, past life regression therapy, they call it. So like there's definitely the guilt from that, like just being like, hey guys, like I'm going to a past life today, you know? <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> sure. you sound like a crazy person. And then the four hours a day thing is like, I don't always do it. Like I would look, but that's the thing. It's like there's a part of me that like, would like there's been times throughout sitting there in it in the meditation where i'm just like i should just throw this all away and get an orange robe and just go out to tibet (laughs) and live like that for the rest of my life but then it's like like the guilt from that comes just like okay like yeah i'm trying to achieve this enlightenment and all that but it's like why Mm. like it's like whatever i'm supposed to find out i'll find out what i'm supposed to i don't know if i would want to dedicate my life to trying to figure out what everything is when i would like to assume that's something we just figure out in death honestly you know like and also another comment i want to make too right you mentioned in therapy like meditation helped me make that decision for myself too like just picking up on the thought patterns and stuff like that I always would have it come up like, oh, like, wow, dude, like, that's a crazy thought you just had. Maybe you should go to therapy. Maybe you should talk to someone about this. And I I deflected it for a while. Mm. And then, like, that thought just got louder and louder, especially during quarantine, stuff like that. So Mm. I decided to go. And I spoke to her about it and, like, meditation, stuff like that. And she said that with, like, the silence and stuff like that, it's, like, sitting in the suffering basically she's like and people don't want to sit in the suffering even like you deciding to do it there's still a party where it's difficult or like you might still be avoiding something but it's just having the ability to sit in the suffering which i'm sure like 99 percent of the population doesn't even give themselves a chance to oh absolutely it makes sense in our nature to want to avoid suffering but at the same time you know what i think about i think about how like in our society, you can't escape death. You can't get death out of society. But at the same time, it's this thing that like, I mean, even in a hundred years ago, 150 years ago, you, you grow up learning how to deal with and process death. And I think a lot of people, I don't even know I'm going on this tangent because like, you know, that's why I was in therapy since I was seven was like a, you know, a close death in the family and having to deal with that at a young age and being around family members that hadn't really been around a lot of death before that so they weren't good at dealing with it like the adults in the picture were not good at dealing with it so like it a lot of people get into this groove where they're not dealing with any difficult to deal with things on that kind of scale like that's that significant of loss and then when it happens to you know it happens i just like i said i saw adults that weren't prepared for it yeah. like you know my parents and yeah. uh yeah. I, i've been accused of being almost like too dispassionate when something like significant happens. And I'm like, no, it's affecting me. I'm just not, I'm not crumbling. Yeah. Like maybe I, I would have. What and does just, the dispassionate mean? Without passion. Say I find out that someone close to me dies and maybe I'll be a little like stone faced, but it doesn't mean I'm feel- not feeling on the inside. Yeah. I've just, I want to say I handle it better than, what I perceive as most people, but I, like, I feel like it's, it's also disingenuous to say that. Cause I don't know that. I mean, honestly, I would definitely give yourself like some of the credit for that because like, like 
you you don't know that you at the end of the day you know whatever you say it's like all gonna be your perspective but it's also like a friend of mine just recently told me actually the the open dialogue we were talking about oh yeah he um he said that in death people wear masks or feel like they have to wear masks or behave a certain way or Hmm. be oh i'm this upset or oh like i i can't be instead of just Facing it with how they are and expressing it how they should be, everyone starts putting masks on almost. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like again, whether it's true or not, because it's it's so hard to tell, but it nothing stranger than the the specific mask of I need to be more upset. Like like putting on a per- performance of being upset is it's so uncomfortable to watch. Because it's like, who are you doing this for? Are you doing it for you? Are you doing it for the the people like also in the room? Like, what's the? I don't know. It's very. It's it's all. It's all very strange. At the end of the day, like you said, like, are you doing it for you? Whether like you convince yourself, like, oh, like I'm doing this for the other person. Oh, I'm doing. You are doing it for you. <laughs> like you are. Like okay. It's, a, it's it's. It, I feel like it has to be self serving, even if it's like, oh, like. Because whatever, like, the sentences that you would say, to, the reason you did it, I'm sure would start off with I'm. Like, oh, I'm making sure they know that I'm upset with them or I'm this, I'm that. And at the end of the day, I'm, goes back to you. Like, I don't know. When do you think you had the biggest either breakthrough or, or positive impact on your life from meditation? Like, did you have, uh, like, any any specific moments? Or is it like you're saying it's mostly just, like, through the consistency, you kind of, like, grow gradually um definitely through the consistency you grow gradually and like you like start to have that but one like big moment that i definitely think back on aside from like going to start doing these um healing meditations or whatever you would want to call them is i was just sitting in my backyard and meditating one day i've like i said very arrogant very ignorant like just always like running through just messing stuff up not even giving myself a chance to sit in the suffering or think or be you know yeah just literally always wearing this mask and i just started crying like crazy Uh, i started thinking about my mom when i was younger she got like i don't even know what she got diagnosed with still to this day but like there was some kind of mental disorder which also even the fact that she had like a mental disorder i feel like makes me want to keep my brain in check like there's a part of me somewhere that's like oh dude like that could be you one day like make sure you you're doing your shit you know but um yeah i just started bowling and i like i really faced the fact that that is something that i had to deal with and then once that happened though it became less a part of my identity because like there'd be times where like i like my gauge of like knowing if i was like close with someone or not really would be that like when i met someone like I could either sit there and talk to them but then there's some people I talk to and they might like say something to me like oh like you seem mature for your age or oh this that and I would just go on this 10 minute tangent about my mom getting sick when I was a kid and stuff like that letting it become like a part of my identity instead of being like oh I'm Dom LaMarca and this thing happened to me it was like hey this is me like you know and then that day was definitely a a big uh, breakthrough in it yeah hey man i i didn't have this this breakthrough due to meditation but i had a very similar one where i i I think i blamed almost 
every problem in my life on my brother dying when I was seven until I was maybe like 19. You know what I mean? And it was around that time that I'm like, it feels stupid now to say that it was an epiphany, but it was. I'm my own guy. This thing affected me. It affected my life, the people in my life. But using it as a as a crutch for you know behavior that I didn't even want for myself. It's just a really it's a bad way to live. Yeah. You know, it yeah. it, it was a prison of its own of my own building. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we both got out of that. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? No, yeah. definitely, dude. Definitely. It's just wild to look back and look back and think about yeah. that. Why did you pick it as your as your guilty pleasure? Like what's the in in your just personal experience? Who, who who's made you feel guilty about meditating? <laughs> Bergen. <laughs> we could prank call him. We make it a, a a thing that we just do on the show. Like it's not the prank calling episode. It's just yeah. every episode we prank call Bergen. It's, it's funny. I um I chose meditation. Now we're sitting here talking, and I'm like, huh. Maybe my real guilty pleasure is talking about uh, death with people. <laughs> but ooh, yeah, yeah, it's got to switch it up on you. But like, as far as like why I chose mm. the meditation, just doing like certain things or like aspects of it, like like past life meditations, like oh, like there's times where like you'll come at someone like that, and it's like whoa, like I really just went to a past life, and then there's other times where it's like. Oh no, like you're just um snapping wires in your brain and convincing yourself that. But either way, if you're getting something out of it, whatever, and it's like almost like the like I'm like you get into it, you start seeing things, hmm. having more power recognition, looking into it in the spiritual sense, and then it makes you it just makes you feel crazy sometimes. Like like it that's like it really just makes me feel guilty from the fact that like sometimes I'm like, This is crazy and like I don't, I never went into this much depth with like my therapist. Cause I'm like, I don't want her feeding me pills because of this, you know, like, and then, um, the other part would really just be, um, from the time consumption. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got to get Bergen to meditate. <laughs> he Shut does. Down. He does? He does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But once you get to like past life stuff, he, I could see oh, him. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't even like the. It's it's not he's he, it's he's such a sweet guy too. Like you know, like he like he just has such a way of like doing that. It's almost like uh, if you're listening, it's almost like a, a a lack of understanding. Like, but we'll get you there, man. We'll get you there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, and like even that, it's like certain people. Like I just I don't want to talk too bad. Like I know other people. They go out and they're like, oh, like I did this. Like I went and I, I went to a past life and they're just so open to just talking to anyone about family and stuff like that. But me, I feel like I have to set up uh, boundaries for who I can and can't talk to about it just based off that reason. And I think that's where like the guilt inside of me comes from. Or, like, sure. The, it's it's almost know. like drugs in that way. It's yeah. almost like, yeah, I, I feel like. Because I, I completely agree, even as someone that doesn't regularly meditate, I, I've had enough conversations with people about it where they're like, why would you waste your fucking time? I guess if you don't get it on that profound level and you're not going to like let someone explain it to you, you know what I mean? You're never going to, you're never going to get it. Because really yeah. at, the end of, at the end of the day, it's really just 
sitting, dealing with your own thoughts and trying to clear your mind. Like there are other things you can add on top of that. There are other things you can do. There are other forms of meditation as we discussed earlier, but like on that base level, I mean, what, 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 I guess people who don't meditate, what do they just drink? Like what's the, what do you, what do you do with that? What do you do with those thoughts? You, you numb them. So you do like, you find a way to drink or something like that. I feel like, and don't get me wrong. Like, I don't know everyone. I don't know everything. So like maybe there's people that do know how to deal with it in other ways, but the majority of people, I'm still guilty of this at times. Like, I'm sure like you could say, like you have your moments with it. It's just finding ways to to numb it and i even like aside from drinking and smoking i've found for myself and i really think if a lot of other people would swallow their pride like it social media has become the biggest form of escapism that's a future episode for sure yeah just just social media yeah that sucks you in it gives you that dopamine release it's uh pretty crazy i'm actually i'm looking forward to it. i got a i got a bunch of fun ones coming up i got that i got like food addiction oh that's food got, addiction yeah. and you know what i got spoilers but uh it's me and my dad really two fat Amazing. boys <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that's yeah. gonna be really fun that's i hope so really yeah. Fun. yeah my dad has this very like i'm gonna be a kind of forward-thinking guru about stuff but only some stuff and like Spiritual stuff and meditation was never one of them. He was actually the guy that scared me for good reason. I'd say in the end, scared me from trying psychedelics for so long because he's he grew up in the you know in the seventies, uh, pretty much, and saw a lot of people really abuse them and yeah. gave him a very bad impression. And you know some of the negative things you say about psychedelics, which are only really I think true if you abuse them. And mm-hmm. I don't know how to not talk about mushrooms in an episode about meditation i dude it's funny you said that because before i was thinking when you brought up drugs that's like i i don't know if there's like a guilt in this but a part of the reason i got so into meditation is because like my friend that uh originally got me into it we were doing the once a weeks Mm -hmm. he was like hey dude like i was sitting there telling him about like tripping like being connected to everything he's like what if you could feel like that without the drugs I was like, what? Like, no way. And he's like, yeah, dude, just breathe. Like, <laughs> like you're crazy. Like, Yeah, because, I mean, for anybody listening that has no experience with, with, you know, psilocybin, it, and I only have recent experience myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like I come out of a correctly dosed trip. It, it feels like my most successful meditation times a thousand. It feels like I came back from meditating on a mountaintop for like a whole month and I'm I'm just that like centered and you know I think the word is authentic cuz like once the once I'm 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 out of the trip I feel like that is bare naked me mm-hmm. and even when it comes to I think that's why like after a trip and I'm I'm fully come down uh, you could ask me a question and I will take a long time to answer a simple question because I'm really, I'm like remembering how to use words. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even like anything that gives an impression on who I am, that's an outside factor, just kind of like get out of here, you know, it gets mm-hmm. pushed away. And, uh, just that, that like feeling of peace. And I totally believe if I meditated more consistently, I'd, I'd like have that without the drugs because that's yeah. exactly what it feels like, and, mm. at least to me. And it's like, I feel like too, there was something I was thinking uh, as well before, like 
a, a big like thing with like even like there's I, there's so many aspects to my guilt but it's like i don't know why i even feel guilty for it it's like i'm guilty about my guilt almost <laughs> like hey man that this is that's like almost the core of the show yeah. is is just really getting to the heart of how stupid it is that we feel bad about doing the things that we love that's fucking awesome that's really good that's gonna add a lot of value to people's lives man that's cool I hope so, man. That's cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I tell the story way too much now, but there was a time in my adult life, well, technically adult life, uh, mentally was not an adult back then, but uh, <laughs> if you were making fun of me and, and called those things dolls, like I would have, I would get, I would kind of have a breakdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was the most foolish thing because like, how, how do you decide to have something in your life that you love that's really innocuous and then be like that? ashamed about it and now it's just like i love it like i get it that some people think it's stupid whatever you know and that's why i find it interesting too that so many guests potential guests are like oh i'm not like ashamed of anything and i'm like that's not the point you could be used to be ashamed of it you could have never been ashamed of it but it's almost either you recognize that other people think it's dumb or you recognize that it actually has some kind of destructive value it's either one of those yeah no shame but I, but I feel you like meditation. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, you were no, saying no. how, uh, yeah, it was just um, and even like with that, that's like people might be picking on you for that as a mask they're wearing for themselves too, like another mask as well. But um, for sure, the meditation and psychedelics as well. I think the more you do it, you just lose your sense of self almost. Like and like even like that, like it probably hurt you more when people mention that because you got such a sense of yourself from having that. And it's like, now it's like, okay, I do this, but it doesn't have to be me either. You don't have to identify completely with that as well. And that's probably helps it, uh, feel like less of a personal attack or something to really be ashamed of or get like, ah, about or anything. Yeah. But, um, Oh man, where is it? Oh yeah. And that's like where another part of like the, the guilt come from too. So then it's like, I don't want anyone to have a sense of self. It's like, why are you, why is everyone so worried about having a sense of self? What like, do you mean? <laughs> like, I just like think everyone should. And honestly, I'm, this is probably wrong with me. Cause even like, I realized that. It's no, not, go for it. We'll, we'll- should just have to take psychedelics like once in their life or something like that and be forced to have everything crumble. It's almost. not a bad idea. It, it sincerely is not a bad idea, and I think from my understanding, which, let's be real, I'm a comedian who got all this information from YouTube videos, but it seems like psychedelic mushrooms were a thing that, at varying points of history, most people indulged in. You know what I mean? Like, it was easy to find. It was just out there. There were, there were no pharmaceutical companies out there to make it illegal. You know mm. what I mean? Like... And historically, from my understanding, it has not, it's only really been illegal in, in places that have a drug industry of some sort because it's, it's so effective at treating depression. It's so effective at treating just even mild cases of like, I'm not mentally feeling great, even if it's not full blown depression. And there's theories of like, that's even where red and white came from as like Christmas colors because people just eat them around like, you know, the holidays. It was just, I, I don't know if it's true, but I think that's a really funny theory of that's why Christmas is like red and white, yeah, you know, in our yeah. culture. I mean, even the the mushroom from Super Mario Bros, Super Mushroom, it's that's the red and white. Yes, yeah. you know what I mean. Which 
by today's standards, is not the one you want to eat. Yeah. The one that we get is better, but. <laughs> you know, definitely. And even like with that, like. Uh, like but just as a symbol, it's like it's powerful because it, it it has a connection to our species that has recently, you know, we're trying to pretend it's not there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I agree. Like the profound effect they've had on me, the profound effect I've seen anecdotally on, on other people in my lives. Like, dude, my, my grower who shall not be named on, <laughs> on, a, on an internet podcast <laughs> Truly he a good soul. was largely, to my understanding, him and I were like really good friends in high school, not in a great place a lot of the time, and just started growing. I don't know the specifics, but completely turned his life around. Like he, he is a success now. He has the things in his life that make him happy. You know, he has the, the kind of career that he wants. He's helping people. And I think that's definitely the biggest difference I've seen in person of just just opening up someone's mind and getting rid of. I always I always talk about uh, mushrooms as like when you get out of the pool and you do this, you turn your head sideways and you bang on it and the water comes out, but you're just banging out all the bad shit. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, that's a really good fucking metaphor yeah, for it. Whether or not this is rooted in a, a good place, not all people are going to do mushrooms. No. For a variety of reasons, whether it's the legality of it, whether it's, you know, how it's been kind of demonized by the legality of it, whatever. A lot of people are never going to try them. So fucking just sit in a room a little bit. Quiet, you know, don't turn down the music. Be alone with your thoughts because it really is similar. If anything, I've I found that, and a lot of people say this too, how mushrooms just emphasizes what's already there. If you got good stuff there, you probably have a good trip. If you have bad stuff there, you have to at least deal with it to get to a good trip. Yeah. See, it's like, oh, I forgot exactly what you just said, just about some people not taking them. Or- some people are just never going to take them. Yes. Okay. As much as I would like that. Yeah. If we could force feed people mushrooms, we'd be so happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's where my hesitation from it came before. So this year, I um on June 4th, so my mom, the one I had all the issues with, passed away earlier this year. Yeah. And June 4th's her birthday. So I was like, okay, this is a really shitty day. Mm-hmm. The world's crazy. There's protests everywhere and stuff. I was like, I'm going to go take a bunch of mushrooms. And I I took like maybe half an eighth and started freaking out. Then I sat in my room. I played the meditation music. And I did actually meditate for like three or four hours on it. And like. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, I felt like I was, like, staring at my brain the whole time. But one thing, like, and you mentioned your dad before, too, like, being very close-minded to it. I've never talked to my dad about it, unfortunately. I would love to, but I just, I can't sit in the shame of how he would uh, probably look at me afterwards. And I have that thought with him all the time. Like, oh, I wish he would be able to see things this way. I wish he could. But then finally, while I was sitting there meditating, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, how arrogant of me to think like that i'm like he's not meant to I'm like that generation you're like whatever like i'm like he's just he's yeah. not meant to he's not supposed to face those things he'll find them out when he reaches in enlightenment in passing or whatever like it's not meant for him to figure out in his human soul because even then i like meditate i picture my dad taking the mushrooms and i just saw him being so sad just so sad, just having to face all these burdens, these griefs, realizing yeah. 
everything. And I was like, I don't want my dad to feel that way. I just want him to be able to ride out the rest of his life as happy as he can. And then doing what he has to do. Yeah. Cause that I, I agree with what you're saying. Cause there are plenty of people I know that I think theoretically could benefit from meditation or uh, psychedelics, but it, it's almost like they've been canning up so much darkness for so long maybe they maybe they could get through opening that jar and dealing with all that but it's there's just so much it's almost like it's almost an argument to like but it's it's like stupid because there's a part of me that's like no fuck that like let it out deal with it but i I see what you're saying like some some people it's 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 like with that amount bottled up like i was like this is like i feel like at that point when you're like that age you have this much bottled up there's it's not even an ego death you're experiencing anymore. It's almost an actual death. And that's that's crazy. Like, yeah, it's like, fuck that. Like, not meant for yeah. everyone. As much as I would love to have that vision come true one day. But, like, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine having, like, a sincere ego death at, like, 65. And you've never <laughs> even, like, come close to anything close to that before. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah. almost scary. Like... I felt I felt scared when I had that thought in my meditation. I literally felt fear and sadness, and I was like, "He no." And yeah, dude, I faced so much shit that night. I don't even think I could express every thought that I had that night. But it was like it got me to the point where like I was like depressed for like a month after that trip. And like we sit here and we're like, "Oh, it could help with depression stuff like that." That shit put me in such a bad place for like a month, month mm-hmm. and a half. But even then, like the whole time I was in that place, I'm like, dude, you had to see these things to be able to grow from it. Unfortunately, like, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, If you were to recommend to a listener who has never meditated, but maybe is inclined to after our chat, uh, what do you recommend to first time meditators? I said that funny. I'm sorry. No, no. no. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, wait, you said meditators. I was like, wait, does that mean something? Yeah, don't apologize, man. The, some really good advice I got when, like, I used to not do the guided ones was just to count your breaths, count your breaths to 15. And when you reach 15, just restart and do that until eventually you're just breathing. But now I would say get yourself to do it maybe once a week. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to get into it. If you could do it five minutes a day, even better, even better. But just check out this guided meditation. There's 10-minute guided meditations. My personal favorites, Mark Williams, 10-minute sitting guide meditation. It's on Spotify, YouTube, all of that. And it's just, uh, it's he's a mindfulness teacher. So it's literally just about sitting in awareness. And the first time I did it, it brought me to such a unique place I would definitely recommend diving in with something like that and then allowing yourself to grow from there if it's, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know why it just popped into my head now so late but into the into the show, but you know, the first time I ever actually meditated, it was at the fat camp I know you've heard me tell about in stand up. And it was just it was just some Indian kid. And he was saying how his dad was this like enlightened guru. And he's like, yeah. And if you meditate and you really do it right and you, you know, you close your eyes and you sit the way, 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 whatever, 
that you literally start floating into the air. So he got a whole camp of fat kids trying to meditate <laughs> for like two weeks. Because we bought that shit hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. <laughs> Worried. You guys are like, we have gravity issues. We got to figure out how to float. Yeah. <laughs> and then like a half, a halfway through this like experience of everybody at this sleepaway camp doing this, you know, a couple of people figured out we're not floating. So they were then fucking with the people who were still trying to yeah. like float. And you know, you'd just be sitting there with your eyes closed and then be like, I just put my hand under you. And you're like, what? And you're like, oh, you just fell. Like, <laughs> But as silly as it was, you know, I never really sat in a quiet room, closed my eyes or, or, or not. I guess you don't have to, but in my case I did. And then like really tried to, to clear my head. So as silly of a, of a catalyst to start doing it as mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was, I was eight. Like I, you remember it though. I do. I you, clearly remember yeah, it. Because it's like, you can't, you can't forget being in a moment fully. You can't forget it. It's Yeah. Exactly, because it's that's the thing. How how often are you truly one hundred percent present and committed to one thing? You know, yeah. Yeah. especially our generation. I mean, everybody jokes that we all have ADHD, but like I have ADHD. I was joking today at work. I'm like, oh man, do I gotta, do I got to fill that script? I really don't want to just to concentrate. You know, we're back back in the workforce. I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna. That stuff. I can't believe people take Adderall recreationally. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> I did Adderall a couple times. First time, nothing happened. Second time, I threw it up. And then the third time, I was, yeah, I don't know what happened. Then my body just completely rejected it. And then the third time, I was in class, and I was really paying attention. But I felt trapped inside of, like, my head. And I was like, this is bad. I was Damn. like, this is, yeah. Last time I took it. I had like one leftover pill from when I was more consistently taking it. And I was at the end of my semester and I had to take an art history test. I did not. If anybody, I don't know if you have, but anybody listening that's been in art history classes know that it's not like a practical knowledge test. It's like memorizing uh, artists, the dates that they painted stuff, the medium, the, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just data. It's just straight memorizing data. So I got up, I took a Vyvanse, which if I remember correctly, is just Adderall slow release. So you get it throughout the day, like like a little, you know, hits of it. And I studied for this like final and then got in like 104. Oh, it, it makes uh, some people it, it it makes you feel I think I've talked to Bergen about this, actually. It makes you feel like you're uh, uh, what's his name from Limitless. It makes you feel like <laughs> hey, it makes Bradley you feel like Cooper. you're in Limitless. Yeah. Yeah. It makes yeah. you feel like you're in Limitless, but you're not. You're, <laughs> you're like, definitely not, but you feel like it. <laughs> yeah. You're unlocking the rest of your brain. Actually, I was just reading a textbook the other day, and um, it said that like like that we only use ten percent of our brain. That is that's just a myth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had no clue. I was like, Oh, oh really? my god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's the, the more correct version of that from what I've I've heard is we're only maybe using 10% at any one given moment because there's different parts of the brain for different stuff. So, you know, right now I'm in like the opposite of fight or flight. I'm having a good time. Yeah. So that part of my yeah. brain's not doing shit. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. definitely. But I feel you though. I do, I do wish more people would just slow down and meditate. The amount of people out there that just, I feel like are, it's not even like they need an ego death. They just need to like have their ego sit down and 
like chill for a second. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's one of those conversations that, I mean, the reason, I guess it's really what we've been getting at this whole time is I'm almost afraid of just being accused of being like a hippie. Yeah. You know, you know? Yeah. like at the end of the day, like as much as I love that word, if someone uses it in a pejorative, I get all like, oh man. No, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely get that. And like, I feel like too, I get, I get uh, scared in that aspect like i would like i wouldn't even use the word hippie but i feel like hippie is actually a perfect word to it just to get like too uh preachy about it or just like too like oh you have to do this or oh yeah because then it's like it's like i don't get it either then if i'm sitting around doing that then i'm just letting uh this become my my sense of self as well like yeah part of it too is 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 the balance of what we're talking about stuff like psychedelics and and meditation and breakthroughs and uh did you watch midnight gospel no no i do you know about it you gotta watch it yes okay okay dude i've been watching avatar for like three months oh hell yeah no that's fine slacking on my i used to binge it but like yeah (laughs) no you i have a good feeling that you would love midnight gospel but the i won't spoil it then but like one of the core themes when you get toward the end of it is it's basically critiquing those who have all this mindfulness, all this awareness, all this like, you know, kind of enlightenment, but then do nothing with it. You know what I mean? And then just kind of like, and this is, this is also leads into a theory I have where I, I had this conversation with my aunt not too long ago who considered herself and is like one of my favorite people in the world. Like I have older parents, so I didn't grow up with grandparents for the most part. So she like filled that grandma role in my life. Yeah. Like I love that woman to death. Yeah, And she in some capacity was like a sixties, seventies hippie. You know what I mean? Like she was like, you know, kind of our age or a little bit younger in those times. And I remember having a conversation with her about how I felt like not her, but largely her generation, just very close minded to certain things like this, like mindfulness and and meditation and, and whatever. And she, said something to me I don't think I'll ever forget where she's like I thought I thought we were the hippies and I was like yeah when you hear the word hippie a lot of people think like 60s 70s and but I don't know what happened either either it wasn't as many as you hear about like you know you think of these big events like Woodstock and um I don't know like even civil rights stuff and you just think of like the progress that happened during this time but it's almost like those people didn't they didn't end up like shaping the world. They were there. They they were they did stuff, but it I don't think that's what we remember that generation for. No. You know? You know no. what I'm saying? Like and I don't know why. Like it could be that maybe they just uh you know, like Midnight Gospel tries to say like they had all these like they got to this maybe place of enlightenment and they just didn't do anything constructive with it. Or or not, or it was you know what I mean. But either way, I just I just found it interesting. She's yeah. like, I thought we were, I thought we were figuring, we figured all that out. And I was like, ah, maybe you did, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's gonna um like that's just interesting because like they were taking it the wrong way. Like I mean, we don't know the right or wrong way to take it, you know. But like, sure, maybe they were just like looking for it the wrong way and then becoming that preachy person because like. Me and my friend have been talking about this recently, and like I, I wouldn't have considered it like a hippie thing. But if that, if that's how the hippie movement was, and it wasn't looked at as something that was taken seriously, like maybe like it actually wasn't. And I think 
that's going to something similar like that's going to start again with this whole spirituality movement that's going on TikTok right now. They started. That's a thing. It's a thing. I did not know that was a thing. It is a thing. Yeah. Wow. So the Chinese government is like, they're just waiting for us all to meditate. <laughs> and then they will use TikTok to figure out the perfect day to strike. I'm just kidding. If you're a Chinese corporation, please sponsor my podcast. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> but like, it's like, um, with that, I feel like it's easier to fall into pitfalls. Like, like with the hippie movement, there's probably mm-hmm. like popular hippies or like something like that or like idols like that they looked up to and stuff like that. And it's like, then you become in a pitfall of, uh, in a, a religious sense, worshiping a false prophet. Like you, 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 you get, you forget to take the information, apply it, do something with it because you're just so caught up in just worshiping the person that's coming from or looking for more of it that you're like not taking the steps to apply each one and allow it to become a thing. Sure. Yeah. You know, it, it's almost like, uh, the parallels between meditation and mushrooms only grow stronger because it's like same thing with mushrooms. You could do it recreationally and not, you know, maybe get that either epiphany or that kind of meditative state. You know, if you go into it, like looking to party, you know what? I'm scrapping all that. Like I, I felt like I was going somewhere no, and no, I completely no, you lost are going it. somewhere. It's intention based, but, but okay. That's the thing. But I can't see going into meditation with like poor intentions. That's the whole thing is like, you can do meditation like with intention, but the less intention you have with the drugs, the less intention you have with a meditation, the more you'll end up getting from it almost. Okay. When something becomes intention based, then that's when uh, I'm sure more of these issues can start arising or whatever you would consider. Yeah, I feel you. I don't know, man. Meditation is just one of those things that I I know is such a good thing and I love it. And then I just don't do it as much as I want. So I'm trying to, at least for me, I'm trying to figure out how to like, I I probably just got to put a thing in my phone, like a little buzzer go off. Yeah. But you know, you know what I like, and I think it's the closest thing I do to regularly regularly meditating is just like if I have to get up early for something in the morning, I'm like I'm I'm the worst about like I'll go to, I'll go to bed late I'll you know get up uh, give myself the least amount of time to get ready to get to whatever I got to get to. But when you give yourself like an extra hour before you like you got to go to work before you got to go to school before you got to do anything. You, you know, you, you get up, you, you bathe, do whatever you got to do, you eat, you get ready. And then you have, you give yourself that like kind of free time in the morning. Mm-hmm. I find I'm less inclined to watch TV, play video games, you know, just burn the time. And I find that at that beginning of the day kind of stage, I'm more comfortable just kind of sitting in peace, maybe with like a cup of coffee, but I'm still, it, it, it's like, it's almost like a, like B tier meditating, you know what yeah. I mean? Like 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 sidekick meditating. It like it's <laughs> definitely has that kind of effect because like even this like almost could be considered that. Or like you mentioned earlier, like therapy was like a meditation or working out. But um that definitely has that effect because you start the day off like that and all of a sudden you're not running from place to place all day. You're just, there's a, there's exactly. a, more of a, a calmness just in your being. So like, I would definitely give that the B tier meditation or whatever you want to refer to it as. Like, 
I wish I was better at meditating in nature. And I think that would be the like ultimate goal for me. Cause I'm so, I hate the way that I am Dom. Like I <laughs> like bugs just like getting even, even just like getting dirt or like shit on me. I'm like, why would I sit down in this field? This is fucking gross, but it's, it's the best place. If I if I could just turn off those parts of my brain that like, like hate bugs and just hate the, the, the parts of nature that I hate. And, and I, See, I can get like so crazy into that because, like, I I've had that like myself. Like, never was really into. It. I mean, I was always a big like outside kid, but like as far as like bugs or like sitting in dirt and stuff like that, I'd be like, Ugh. yeah. Now I'm at the point where like I'll like I'll I'll walk through a, a park barefoot or like walk down the streets barefoot just to like feel the ground or get grounded or whatever and. Even with the bugs, once I, like, started, like, picking up on that, like, oh, like, why do I hate bugs so much? Like, I'm at the point where, like, maybe, like, three months ago or so now, I stopped killing bugs. Yeah. I stopped killing because this is, like, this is this is going to be the craziest thing I say on here, but it's, like, I feel like I, the bugs are us and we're the bugs. Like, we're all just atoms. <laughs> sure. We're all just, that's a, that's a, that, that's a living being, whether it's, you want to consider it conscious, whatever you want, that's a another thing and it's just it's all it's a part of it all and mm. when you send like that kind of like love to it the bugs will leave you alone they'll they'll want to be your friend almost like they'll, they'll they'll know we could speak in in nature energies or whatever like it's crazy i would like to think so i mean i i've I tried know, it makes me feel crazy oh. thinking this way this is where the guilt comes from no but you know what <laughs> but you know what there's there's a here's the thing though on a on a logical level, oddly enough, I completely agree with you. I totally agree with you. But the way through my life experiences, uh, you know, basically just getting stung by bees as a kid and being, you know, having being terrorized by mosquitoes on like, you know, vacations and stuff, or even just here, fucking Long Island. Um, yeah. I just, I hate them so much. Yeah. I hate to the point where like anything with an ectoskeleton can go fuck off. That's like they're just creepy to me they're foreign they're alien they're gross even killing them is i mean killing anything is disgusting to the point where i, I like i'm convinced i got the sweet blood in the sense that mosquitoes yeah. just like yeah. they just like drinking me more than they like drinking other people but i mean i guess get to get back to meditation like that that's the one thing that stopped me from like going to a nice park sitting down and meditating because i'm like if my eyes are closed i can't see those fuckers and get away from them. <laughs> like yeah <laughs> But it, I guess as an example of, of like the silly things that stop us from meditating or, or maybe doing something potentially constructive. Yeah. You know no. I mean, just find a different spot. You can meditate inside. You can meditate outside. Like you don't have to be like by a creek skipping stones. <laughs> like Definitely. And like it's like too when the bug lands on you, like normally like it could be like, oh, like, ah, like I feel this. But instead, if you just let the thought go, like the, the thought of the bug being there, you won't even like feel it. Like, because, like, me personally, like, and it's, like, I feel like would probably help me grow through meditation and stuff as well. I, when I decided to stop killing bugs or had this thought, I was meditating outside, laying in this chair. I came inside and I felt something crawling on my back. Okay. I stripped down in literally 30 seconds. I just, I became, I, I lost the whole moment. I lost everything. I was out of my clothes in 30 seconds. I was panting. I was terrified. I was looking for the bug. And I went and I like looked at myself in the mirror 
And I was like, oh my God, dude, you're, you're terrified of bugs. You're terrified of bugs. And I was like, why? And it was, um, I, the house I was living in, I was living in the house with my mom when she was sick for a while when I was younger. Mm-hmm. We were at the point where me and my sister literally had bugs in like the shower and shit like that. And that's like a terrible memory. But then I was like, oh my God. I was like, dude, I was like, this bug that was on your back is not those bugs that were that were taking up your space and freaking you. I'm like, I'm sure. like you have to grow from this. Like, like, yeah, yeah. No, my, my thing was just being four or five years old on a, on a swing set, you know, with the, the slide attached. And I was at the top thing where the slide was and had the, you know, little, little fake telescope to look through. Yeah. Hornet's nest just inside the telescope. They just flew out like a plume of smoke, just like outside of the, telescope like into my face and like stinging me in the eye and stuff and like and then like a few other times and then you know kids get stung by bees like that shit happens but there's something about just the way like getting swarmed in the optics yeah you yeah, know like you expecting to see the distance and then seeing <laughs> just honeycombs it's terrifying the distance yeah, <laughs> yeah man I, I still have big issues with wasp myself personally i, w- I will say that or horns, oh yeah or no they're like the biggest fuckers in the animal kingdom next to mosquitoes like yeah my my one friend who's in the meditating stuff as well because like he he'll watch me like he'll hear me go off on tangents about like bugs like i could deal with bugs now and then he'll watch me run away from like a wasp or something like that he's like dude i'm like not them and he's like you know how i got over them he's like he's like i'm not my body he's like so even if they stung me they wouldn't be stinging my soul. They would just be stinging my body. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, I was like, "You're right." Like, it's like I'm still gonna run when I when I see it. Well, my friend, if you were to, if you had anybody in the world that made you feel guilty about meditating in this room right now, in this room, yeah, what would you what would you say to them? Like, if they were listening to this whole podcast, I, I, was, I thought you were like, "Hey, Dom, like, guess what? Like, I hate meditating." Like, this night was like. I was like <laughs> I'm like, you're the only person in this room. Who are you talking about? I didn't realize it was like a theoretical question. No, yeah, all right, yeah. I'll, I'll restart. Uh, hypothetical. <laughs> if, the if invisible you, man in the room. Yeah. If, uh, you know, if you could say anything to the, the people out there that hate on meditation, what, what might it be? Other than the, you know, I mean, we've been talking positively about it for an hour now. But, you know, if you're trying to flip anybody's way of thinking, like, what's, how would you do it? How would you attempt it? How would I attempt it? Oh, man. It, it really, At this point, I'd just say listen to this episode. But Yeah, no, that that too. <laughs> but, but see, that's the thing. It's like if someone like people deflect stuff. So like if someone doesn't want to like listen to this or even have like that kind of thing, they just they won't listen to it. So really, I would just say. Oh, my God. You take your time. Do you could you take like ten minutes? I'll just edit out the dead air. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> now that you threw the edit out in there, we're already in the process of it being edited out. We can't let people know anyway. Um Or I could leave it in. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you just repeat the question one more time? Sure. What would you say? I'm I'm editing the question, I think, to make it a little bit uh better of a question how would you convince meditation naysayers to either give it a shot or get off people's backs who do it either one of those i would be like hey i I feel like i would tell them to 
think about what they don't like about it. And I'd be like, it's funny because the things we don't like about other people are the things we don't like about ourselves. It's like maybe you're scared to face that and you're scared to face yourself and the meditation would help you do that. But then it, I, I, don't, I can't think of anything that I could possibly say to someone that has their mind completely Said I'm not doing it. it. Yeah. yeah. The more, the more we, we like uh, hung out around that question. I'm like, that's a tough fucking question. It is. It's, it's a good question. It's got, it got me thinking though. Like, well, cause I think, I mean, if I were to answer it, if I were to, if I had like, if I had to convince somebody who did not meditate to try meditation, I think I'd, I'd ask them instead of just as a statement, I'd say, what, what do you do to deal with existing? You know what I mean? Like, like even computers, you got to defrag a computer. You have to like clean out the junk. Mm-hmm. You can't like got to empty that recycling bin. You know what I mean? There's a process of getting, of letting go of the things you don't need. Yes. And I mean, hey, I'll admit right now. I think with you know the use of uh, intoxicants, I think if I wasn't using intoxicants, I'd have to. I'd certainly have to meditate more. I'd go crazy. Yeah. So like, I definitely, I'm definitely guilty of that. But uh, I think that's what I would say. I'd be like, well, what do you, what do you do to deal with the nature of human existence? And the, I guess the interesting thing is, that you you could ask that question to some people, and they'd be like, what do you mean? And I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> See, so, all right, now that you're putting it that way, I feel like that would be how I wanted to sell it to most people. But the fact is, most that would probably push people away further, cause more deflection. I feel it sure like, could, because it's a very hippie question. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> like, even, like, when I first did it, like, I wasn't introduced to it. I mean, I kind of was, like, to an extent. But I feel like I would just put it in, like, a, a simple term and just, like, maybe, like, I don't know, be like, oh, like, It'll help you like clear your thoughts or oh, it'll make you it'll make you feel less anxious or oh, it'll just I don't know. I would I would give them the the brief explanation and let them figure the rest out on their own. If it's something they continue to pursue, maybe. Sure. And no, I like, you know, I like cause it. It'll all come with it if they're if they're practicing. That's a good point, because as, as much as you can explain meditation to somebody. It is a completely different thing having just done it you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you know just just understanding and well man if this was not a meditation session of an episode yeah yeah. it has been good having you on brother likewise i'm happy to be here man it's good to be here not good having you on it's just likewise good to be here (laughs) copy that yeah (laughs) hell yeah dude Anything to going on in your life to plug any any comedy stuff any meditation stuff Um. what's going on Actually, as far as like meditation stuff, I was just having this thought today. Okay, sure. I've kind of like learned how to do like uh, healings with the a pendulum, and I have these chakra cards in my house. So if anyone wants to hit me up for those services, I would I would gladly uh, work something out with you. And then other than that, I don't know if I should drop the username in here because I'm trying to change my Instagram username again because. There's you know what? Drive it now. I'll edit it in the show notes if you edit. All right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's um up splifted. And the reason I want to change it is because I'm trying to smoke less weed now to not numb myself, but I still do like weed, but I want weed to be my brand. I don't want to be an example for people. But uh, yeah, I'm actually, I've been editing this video 
for like a couple weeks now. I'm just waiting for a friend to send me a beat for it. I'm going to try something new, drop like a little series, but I'm going to be posting content. I'm in a creative writing class right now. I'm learning what I got to learn. So cool. Follow me for content and stuff like yeah, that. Definitely guys. Yeah, definitely do. I'm, I'm bad at, as a host. My failing is like not mentioning, you know, what the people do with the guests I have on, like what they do at the beginning. So yeah, pl- go check out Upsplifted on Instagram, guys. Dom is a, uh, is a fantastic stand-up comedian in Long Island and, uh, just come to come to his shows, come to my shows, come to our shows. We're we're yes. we're doing some cool cool shit's happening. It is very cool and cool it is extremely shit. underrated. It is extremely underrated. It's only getting better because of like I mean we were talking about this on on Instagram ourselves like you know yourself Renee just like the how do I say this without being a dick? Cuz I want to say the the younger generation of producers for lar- largely is we're doing some cool cool shit we're making people not bring people that's that's what yeah, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> valid as fuck yeah everyone. yeah we're making shows that are are fucking cool enough that you either want to bring people or you don't need to because the people are gonna come yes you know exactly what I'm saying? exactly there's no you, the live producers if you guys don't know will make you bring people and like we're not about that we're just trying to throw on a good show give the comedians a good time and give you guys a good time it's not coming from a place of greed it's coming from a place of passion so come get fucking passionate with us like yeah are you on any of the uh upcoming stuff like a slam or um summer slam to summer slam too yeah summer slam to hell yeah uh september 19th roast battles this probably won't be out by then actually no, it's coming out tomorrow Really? Oh, that's exciting. I put myself in some bad crunch. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, it's coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. So if you listen to this, that means the day tomorrow from, okay, saying tomorrow. It's too much. It's 9-11. It's America's favorite holiday. People are roasting each other. Brandon's roasting. I'm roasting. It's going to be fun. It's underground. Shows aren't supposed to be happening. Come do something illegal with us. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, SummerSlam as well uh, by our friends at uh, Slam Comedy. Renee's show, which is unfortunately now sold out on uh, Tuesday, September 15th. I can't. I'm I'm still. It's still hitting me that I'm performing on a show with Mark Norman. <laughs> I know. That's I fucking so love exciting. that dude so much. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's really exciting. So basically, what I'm getting at is I'm taking over Dom's plug. Talk about this show now. No, go uh, to no, that come, show. Come to go Long to Island show. Comedy. Just come to Long Island Comedy. We're doing cool stuff, and it's uh, it's a good time. And without it, I would not have met you, my friend. And mm. uh, I think I'm gonna call it, man. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening. And Dom, thanks again for being here. It was good, good shit. Of course, man. Thank you again for having me, and guys. Yeah, thank you for listening. Go push yourself out of your comfort zones this week. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Hell yeah. All right. Peace, everybody.